Welcome to the Teacher Transition Podcast, where we celebrate the amazing things former teachers are now doing outside of the classroom. And where teachers who are considering making a move of their own can find the resources, guidance, and support that they need to take their next steps. I'm your host, Allie Parrish, and I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome back for another episode of the Teacher Transition Podcast. I'm so glad that we get to hang out for a bit today. Let's start off with some shout outs. First off, going out to Rachel. You guys, Rachel has been in the instructional design course and in the membership. Her portfolio is beautiful. I have loved getting to yeah chat with her and and here, some of the many things that she's been working on. Rachel just landed a job as a content editor. And you guys, she's been working really hard during the very limited time that she has, right? Because she's a teacher and she also has kids. And so with very limited time, she has just made it happen. So way to go, Rachel. Also, we have some... I mentioned Sung, what, two, maybe three weeks ago. He got his certificate in instructional design and in learning development. I loved, yeah, seeing what he has developed and created and being able to give feedback and insights on on some pieces. Just such a great job. Sung, I really loved the learning piece that you made, especially on how to build a PC. You know, like the fact that you did something on that was just So cool. I love that you made your portfolio piece with something you personally enjoy. And I love that you just landed your first instructional design job. I don't even know how many, what, like three months ago, you'd never heard the term instructional design before. And now you're working in it. So, so proud of you. So proud of you. So happy for you. You guys, something that's been really interesting for me to see recently, quite a bit actually, is how people feel like, well, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. And then it happens. And and just keep leaning into that process. Like I've been talking about so much lately. Just keep leaning into it and trust that as you're taking the steps and going about applying and doing it in like the right ways, so to speak. There's so many right ways, right? But some some strategies help you be more effective. That it's going to happen. So just keep going forward, okay? You're heading in the right direction. We'll get you there. Okay, so there's some shout outs for today. I also want to read um, some of our, our podcast reviews. We'll just do one each week for, I don't know, at least the next couple of weeks. But we're going to read first off from Amazon IC's right? Great username. Um, And here is what she said. And I can relate to aspects of this. Definitely love this review. She said, I really appreciate this podcast. I am an at-home mom who's a former teacher who's looking for what to do next. I definitely am bored. This podcast has been a breath of fresh air with great guests and is getting me into thinking about what to do next. And has definitely satisfied some of the intellectual knowledge and stimulation that I am thirsty for and am not getting as an at-home mom. I am 
definitely considering her membership. You guys, I love how real this review is about like sometimes certain aspects of being a mom or an at-home mom, sometimes certain aspects can be really understimulating. So anyway, I could definitely relate with this and thank you so much for your review. You guys, if you want to be entered in a drawing for a one-on-one with me, go ahead leave a review, snap a screenshot of it and submit it at teachertransition.com forward slash review. And we will get you entered into that drawing. Okay. Enough, enough, enough. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode where we are going to be talking about three things to not do when you are trying to find your next job. Okay. Let's eliminate some of the speed bumps, eliminate some of the hurdles, and let's have your path be smooth, efficient, and effective, okay? Especially effective. All right, let's go ahead and talk about these three things to not do. Number one, don't tell yourself, I can't apply until dot, dot, dot. Okay. I see this play out with a lot of teachers in a lot of different ways. One of the most commonly seen ways is a lot of teachers feel like, well, I can't apply until I've learned this and that and gained these skills and learned that. You know, you could list off all of these different things, make a huge checklist. You don't have to learn and know everything to apply. Okay. Other things that sometimes teachers feel like, well, I can't apply until I have a perfect resume or I have a portfolio or I have a portfolio with X numbers of samples, work samples or examples. Okay. Or I can't apply until school is out because really you can't apply before school is out since usually the application process and the interview process takes a fair amount of time. Okay. Or I can't apply until I find a perfect job or I can't apply until I know it's the right job or it aligns with all of my strengths, all of my interests, right? Or I, until I know that it's going to have a certain compensation range that is exactly what I need. Right. So often the thing holding us back is ourselves. Okay. So don't tell yourself, I can't apply until fill in the blank. All right. That's number one. Number two, don't focus on too narrow of a job niche. Yes, we want you to land a job, an opportunity that aligns really well with your personal strengths and interests. Okay. We definitely, definitely want that. But the truth of the matter is that even with the jobs that you are thinking of and considering, there is quite a bit that we don't know, right? Really, the truth of the matter is that we have a limited view of what certain roles and certain opportunities are going to entail. And we haven't seen and really even discovered a lot of ways a lot of ways many ways in which our strengths play out 
in certain scenarios that we haven't been put in yet. Okay. Chances are that you have so many untapped talents. You simply haven't developed because the roles where those talents are going to kind of shine, maybe you haven't been called upon or certain talents and skills haven't been really needed from you in your role as a teacher. So you haven't seen the fact that you are a rock star at this, that, and the other, right? At so many different things. So for example, when I was transitioning from the classroom and some of the jobs that I was looking into included things like being a trainer, uh, being an instructional designer, you know, at that time, I would have never applied to a project manager position. It just didn't really appeal to me. It sounded kind of like a cold term, right? But after being an instructional designer for a while and companies where I worked, they had a need for a project manager, okay? Certain tasks and responsibilities associated with that. My role as an instructional designer simply evolved and I started taking on project manager responsibilities along with instructional design work, right? And not only that, not only was I taking on project manager responsibilities, what I saw was I actually really enjoyed them, okay? I really enjoyed leading a team, helping motivate team members, encouraging them, letting them know what an awesome job they were doing on so many things and helping to ensure that they had whatever they needed to be successful, okay? Or to successfully complete what was asked of them by a certain goal or timeline that our team had, right? I enjoyed making timelines, schedules, ensuring that people would have smooth handoffs, ensuring that something wasn't being asked of them that they wouldn't be able to do or complete on time or within a certain scope or requests from from a client or a department. I really, really enjoyed leading a team so that they could be successful and helping them celebrate the whole process together. And that, my friends, is a lot of what project management is all about. Now, again, I would have never applied to a project manager position, okay? I was looking very narrowly at certain things that I knew I was very interested in. Now, I'm not saying apply to do anything and everything out there, but what I am saying is I want you to have an open mind to the roles that are in or around the same area, the same responsibilities of what you want to do. So for example, if you're thinking, I know I want to be a trainer, okay? Maybe you're also going to keep your mind open to um, being an instructional designer. Or if you're like, look, I know I want to be an instructional designer. Maybe you're also going to keep your mind open to being a trainer, since those two work very closely with each other. Or maybe you're going to keep your mind open to being a learning developer or a learning experience designer. Okay. A lot of different terms work in the same areas. 
Or maybe you want to be a content editor. Well, keep your eyes open still for opportunities of being a content creator. You're going to work hand in hand with with a lot of similar responsibilities. And chances are you're going to learn a lot more in some of the roles than you would in others, but you're going to progress in either. Okay. Or maybe you're thinking, well, I really want to work in educational sales. Excellent. Apply for them. And it's okay at the same time to also be applying for customer success or client success. All right. You don't have to have a really narrow, narrow niche that you're applying to. It's okay to spread your net a little bit wider. Okay. Have an open mind. Still, we definitely want you working with your top strengths and your top interests. But at the same time, in different roles and opportunities, you are going to discover even more strengths. You are going to develop more strengths. Okay. So again, don't focus too narrowly on a really narrow, narrow, specific job niche, especially if you've been looking for over three months, over six months, you know, an extended amount of time, it's okay to broaden your horizons and move forward. Progress comes as you keep going forward. And really what's going to happen through all this, you're going to learn new skills. You're going to develop more interests, identify more interests, and you're going to have a lot more clarity and success as as you go about it that way. Excellent. So don't focus too narrowly on a very specific or very narrow job niche. Okay, let's go on to number three. And this is one of them that I feel most strongly about. And that is don't disqualify yourself. You know that quote that they say about basketball, how you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take? Well, it's the same thing when it comes to applying for and landing a job. Okay. Let's say there's an opportunity out there with a company or in a certain role and you actually really, really want it. Okay. Well, someone out there is in charge of hiring for that position. Someone out there chooses who will not have that opportunity, but I don't want that someone who chooses who will not have the opportunity to be you. Okay. If you're not going to land a certain opportunity, let them be the person that makes that decision, not you. Let me repeat that one time. Let them be the one that's going to make the decision about who's not going to have the opportunity, not you by forfeiting it or by not putting your hat in the game in the first place, right? So don't be the one that disqualifies you. You do not need to be able to check off every request on the job description in order to apply to it. Quite honestly, with many job descriptions, Companies include certain terms or acronyms, and they're referring to things that are more familiar to their internal employees, right? To people who already work at their company. So if there are times that you see a job description and there might be a term or two and you don't know what it's talking about, don't 
disqualify yourself. Okay. I want you to get to the point where you can say to yourself, I know enough to apply to this. Okay. That may be, I know enough about this role to know that that aligns with some of my strengths and my interests. Okay. I'm interested in this role. I don't know everything about it, but I know enough to apply to this. Okay. Or maybe it's that you know that you have enough skills that are listed on the job description to apply to it. Now, please note that you do not have to have every single skill listed on the job description. Okay. Job descriptions oftentimes are looking for a unicorn, right? Someone that can do this, that, and the other. They are the Swiss army knife that has every single skill in their skill set. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. Okay. So if you feel like, well, I'm not that unicorn, it's okay. You can still apply. I want you to get to that point where you can say, I know enough to apply to this. Okay. We know from the stats that men apply to jobs when they're not meeting a lot of those bullet points on many job descriptions. We know that women disqualify themselves way more frequently than men do because they are not able to check off all of the bullet points on a job description. Okay. The research is fascinating. It is as clear as daylight that women do this kind of patty perfectionistic thing that we've talked about before of like, no, I've got to be able to do all of the things in the job description in order to apply to it. It's not true. In order to apply to it, all you have to do is apply to it. Okay. So don't disqualify yourself. Again, someone, someone out there has the job of letting people know who got the job and who didn't get the job. But I don't want the person that lets others know, oh, you're not going to get this job. That's that's not your job, okay? So don't disqualify yourself. It's okay to put yourself out there and to give it a go. All right, you guys, what's our real motive here? What's our real hope here? It's for you to be successful, okay? It's for you to, to go for it to go for it successfully. Is it going to take more than one application? Yes. Almost always, right? Almost always. Is it going to take more than 10? Very frequently. Almost always. For some, does it take more than 50? Yes. For some, does it take over a hundred? Yes. And some of you are probably thinking, this is crazy. That's a lot of applications. Well, I love that for those that were helping with the resources and things that we have, I love how many of them, I'm thinking of Christy specifically, you know, how she said, I was applying to over like 100 job opportunities out there. And then she said, I started getting more traction when I updated my resume with like the recommendations that we have in the resume workshop and things like that, okay? Or when she made certain adjustments to things, we want you to have traction. And that's why I mentioned resources and things we have as well. But let's just recap what we've talked about today. 
Because for you to have traction, for you to go forward, these are some of the things that are going to help. And, and before I recap, let me just let me just reiterate this a little bit with one conversation that I had this week <laughs> with one person in our in our membership who is fantastic. I've seen her work. I've seen her portfolio. You guys, she has incredible skills. She has incredible experience with all the things that she's made and done and but she hasn't yet applied. And I already know that she's had her resume written. Okay. And and she's done so much prep work, so much prep work. So let me reiterate these three things with this in mind, right? You already know enough. It's okay to do the dual approach of, I'm going to keep learning while I am applying, okay? If, you, if you're like, no, I, I need to keep learning. Well, keep learning. But it's okay if you are wanting a job sooner rather than later, it's okay to apply at the same time, okay? So let's, let's recap these three things of what to not do so that you can have traction and progress sooner rather than later. They are number one, don't tell yourself, I can't apply until X, Y, or Z. Number two, don't focus on too narrow of a job niche. It's okay to open your perspective, open open your ideas. And number three, don't disqualify yourself. Okay? You have incredible skills. I know you do. I see so many of the skills. I hear how articulate you are when we meet. I am so impressed by all that you're doing. You have incredible skills. And not only that, you have incredible skills that you haven't even tapped into yet because you haven't been put in certain scenarios or circumstances where those skills have been called upon. Okay, you guys. You're doing great, great, great things. I am here. I'm cheering for you. I'm excited to see the great things that are coming your way. Just keep leaning into the process, being strategic so that we can be effective. And if you need any help, you know where to find me. Okay. All right. I will see you in the membership portal or in next week's episode. This episode may have ended but connecting doesn't have to. Join us on Facebook or Instagram and get the support and inspiration you need in your personal educator path. If you're loving the podcast, help us spread the word. Leave a review or screenshot the episode, share it on social media, and be sure to tag us at Teacher Transition. Who knows? We may even feature what you share on our social media feed too. Until next time, teacher friends. Be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Good luck with the great things you're up to right now and keep looking forward to the amazing things to come.